Welcome to the Where Humanity Meets Technology podcast, where we talk to business leaders about cybersecurity, data management, and advanced digital solutions to provide strategies to increase the profitability of your company. Now, here's your host, Maurice Hamilton, the CEO of Infinivate Consultancy Services. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, where I interview CEOs, CIOs, CTOs, and business leaders to discuss real-life solutions of humanity utilizing technology for the betterment of their organizations and for the betterment of mankind. Topics may vary from data management, cybersecurity, custom software development, and digital solutions. And we also discuss current trends such as the use of artificial intelligence, robotics, decentralized finance, cryptography, and blockchain. I'm your host, Maurice Hamilton, and I'm really happy to have everybody with us today. Today, we have a special guest with us who uh, I'll have him introduce himself in a, in a moment here, uh, Giora Engel, who is actually the CEO and co-founder of Neosec. And so, uh, Giora, welcome to the podcast. I'm really happy to have you here today. Thanks. Great to be here. Great, great. So I like to actually kind of start the uh, the podcast off with a couple of questions and these are questions where I actually call them Genesis questions, where we actually kind of go back a little bit in time. If you can actually give our audience a little idea of how you actually got and started into cybersecurity, how you actually started looking to API, kind of take us back a little bit and uh, tell us how you actually found this, uh, and how you actually did what you did in the past and how you end up to where you are today. It all started uh, over 20 years ago, you know, when I started my uh, army service. For me, I mean, I, I basically started in a place that uh, was, you know, more on the nation state, you know, like cyber warfare type of thing. And, um, you know, back then it was only a nation state topic. I mean, nobody, you know, was interested on, you know, about cyber attacks in, you know, in the industry because they they didn't exist. People were interested about malware, about, you know, business continuity, but, you know, not so much about adversaries and, and cyber attacks. That kind of, you know, led me to understand the adversary much better. And, you know, when I started my first company, Light Cyber, uh, in 2011, we were one of the first companies to understand that there is actually an adversary on the other side. So we, we created the, the concept of XDR, eventually became uh, part of Palo Alto Networks. And, you know, three years after uh, we got acquired, I, I decided to start another company, Neosec and uh, Neosec is is basically like an XDR for applications, uh, or or you know in a sense maybe I'll I'll just you know explain it from from the way that we saw it back back then when we started we realized that you know the, the application space the API space is is uh, completely nascent I mean people develop all these APIs I mean th- these APIs expose their crown jewels to to the outside but there is very very little visibility actually no visibility in most organizations. Most organizations don't even have an inventory of their APIs, and uh, and therefore what, what you can you know what you can count and and see, you can't really protect uh, from a security perspective. So every security practice starts with basic visibility, you know, then vulnerabilities, and you know then uh, monitoring and you know behavioral analytics. Uh, so, so this is basically the journey that we're, we we were taking on the API space. Okay, so walk me through how that process works. So if you're actually having a client, let's say you're, you're talking to me and saying, okay, Maurice. What will be the first step that you will actually take to go back and look at the APIs? For example, let's say we had a uh, in-house uh, application that actually, uh, where we actually, I was telling you earlier, one of our parts of our business, we actually send developers out there and we do uh, managed services. So we we may have an API set up, so we may have our technicians and field technicians checking in. 
And would you actually go back and take inventory of, of the APIs that the, the clients and are, are using? How, how does that process work? So, so typically, I mean, it, it's uh, it's actually a, a bit counterintuitive. Typically, we start with just you know asking a few questions, because you know that's the maybe the best starting point of understanding you know the risk and uh, and you know the, the what it means to that particular company. So we typically start by understanding uh, you know how the business works, uh, and typically the answers are very very simple, uh, but also very telling. So, for example, if you're a healthcare organization, you you know you have to um, you know to serve your patients and 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 also allow your doctors to um, you know to, to uh, provide uh, you know digital services. I mean, at the end of the day, even if some of the services are in person, there are digital systems that support that, uh, but they're accessible to different types of users, and these users can uh, can access and create all that sensitive information. So, understanding the the business flow in high level is is very uh, telling typically that way we map what type of, of applications and APIs are exposed to the outside, uh, what APIs are internal, and we understand who are the clients of these APIs. Are these external parties? Uh, are are these uh, end users, uh, or, or are these other systems, B two B systems that interact with with each other? Once we understand that in high level, typically you know it's basically a, like a thirty minute uh, discussion. Uh, we can go one level deeper and understand the stack, uh, how these APIs are, are exposed to the outside. Now, once we understand the stack, we can actually deploy our, our own uh, product and, and our product performs the uh, the actual discovery of APIs. So discovery of APIs basically means getting a, a complete inventory of all these APIs, all the parameters, uh, and of course, changes to these APIs over time. And, and of course, you know, discovery is the first step of protecting your APIs because, you know, you need to have an inventory of, of what you protect in order to uh, to do any any meaningful protection or even have a meaningful program of, of API security. Okay, I, I like your example of the hospital because I think about the hospital and I'll think about like for example, you have your healthcare provider, you may have a uh, a satellite hospital, and then you may have the main hospital, and then I think about that you may have your your payment processors that you work with. And then you may they may have uh, like a bank that they work with, and you may have all these different uh, entities that may be involved with that. So from, from understanding what you just said there, uh, you're taking an inventory of all everything that touches everything with the APIs, right? That touches the data, and where you're looking at from the data and security part of that. Yeah, I mean, in in you know, to add on what you just said, uh, in the end of the day, the APIs are really the connectivity layer. Uh, the APIs are kind of the new network. Today, that connects all these different services and clients that need to to interact, clients and systems that need to interact with them. Um, and in the end of the day, the, the data is the important piece. I mean, the data and the and uh, the objects that you manipulate, right? Uh, because you know the data has its own sensitivity, but uh, transactions, financial transactions, for example, are not only sensitive; they can actually move money from one one side to the other. Uh, so you need, you need to make sure that those are done right, and uh, and you know nobody can uh, trick these uh, transactions or or change them or, or something of that kind. Um, so so yeah, I mean it's it's a combination of you know what type of of data um, and uh, and how that data is accessed and manipulated by these APIs. Okay, so 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 you have that information now. You're actually looking at the, how that data actually is being. How do you say what do we say? You have data at rest, data at use, and data in transit. Yeah, those three different modes out there. So you're looking at both the data and rest aspect of it, and then you're also looking at the data and in, in use. So you're looking at that and saying, okay, how do we actually, and maybe you can explain this, how does NeoSec go in and say, okay, now we need to make sure that we protect that information? What would be the next step in protecting the client's information? 
So first step, as we described, is discovering all the APIs and doing mm -hmm. it continuously. It's not a, it's not a static uh, situation. Uh, second step is, is finding vulnerabilities and risks, understanding you know, what, what is the data behind it, um, and, and cases where the APIs are not well uh, written or, or well protected, you know, from a implementation or deployment perspective, and then the third component is monitoring the you know the, uh, the API activity in runtime. In other words, we call it behavioral analytics or uh, or you know detecting API abuse. Uh, and you know the, the difference is that you know for of course first step is really getting the the inventory of the assets. Again, like any any other security asset, you need to start with an inventory. Without that, there's you know less meaning to what you're doing. Then the second step is finding vulnerabilities, and those are you know, inherent things that you can improve on on how you implement these APIs. For example, weak authentication or, or you know things that you can really improve. And the third component is is preventing abuse. And interestingly, abuse can happen even if the APIs are perfect. Like even if the APIs are not vulnerable and they're done right. Still, they, they can be abused because, you know, if, if one of your clients or, or business partners or end customers is compromised or misimplemented or, or misbehaving, these APIs that expose your core data to the out, outside uh, can be abused. So I'm figuring this out. This is really good. This is, this is really good information here. So when I think about NeoSec, when you actually have that, you don't need another layer of software uh, like a uh, antivirus type software or anything. You guys are actually doing the monitoring, the, the prevention. You're looking for intrusion. You're looking for threats. And so you're actually providing that particular service. And, and I take, well, never, now I learned a long time ago, never to assume, but you actually have a operations center where you actually have people actually doing threat monitoring at all times. Is that the way that works? Yes, that's another layer. So, so, uh, so first, first of all, yes, we, we do the detection and response. Uh, we're not in line, by the way. We're out of band, but connect uh, both to your data, where you know uh, an API activity data, and that, that's basically the what describes those API calls. Uh, whatever implementation you have, most companies have more than one stack and more than one type of implementation. So, in in, in order to be a comprehensive API security solution, you need to be platform agnostic. You need to be able to work with any any platform that is already part of, of the stack. And then, you know, the, the response can also work with their existing gateways and, you know, block or or, uh, or even, you know, use their, uh, their SIM sock to take uh, next steps and so on. What you mentioned about the managed service, that's an, another service that we provide on top of the product. Mm -hmm. so, so we have a product. The product is, um, I, I always say that, you know, our, our product is like an XDR. Uh, I, I mentioned it in the beginning. It's like an XDR for APIs. So you have the product there. You have full full access to the data. You can see all the API activity data. You can see the API inventory, the vulnerabilities, the all, all the detections. So all of that is is available for for the customer. But on top of that, we also provide a managed service. Uh, we call it Shadow Hunt. Uh, that's our uh, managed threat hunting service, and that enables us to add value on top of the product, because most of, most security teams, or I would say actually all security teams today. Uh, don't have expertise or people that only focus on API security. This is a new area, new, new field that people are, are learning. And therefore, us be, you know, being focused on that on that subject and seeing all these other cases with other customers really, it, you know, it really helps us to uh, to help our customers. So that's that's one of our unique uh, capabilities based on the data that, that we have, uh, you know, to provide that additional managed service. Okay. Are you actually providing like a dashboard for your clients so they can actually see the information? So they can actually say, we have X amount of users. I'm just trying to imagine this. 
they'll have all a, a visualization of all their, their particular users or endpoints, I should say, endpoints. And then uh, you can go back and say, hey, by the way, this, this particular uh, endpoint continuously receives threats. So we need to go back and actually go back and look at that and say, what are they doing that's different from everyone else? Because they, they're really exposing themselves to vulnerabilities. So it sounds like you provided that kind of a dashboard for the client. So if I'm actually looking at the information, I can see what's going on in real time. Yes. And, and you actually, I mean, I wanted to actually add on, on you said something that is really smart. I mean, uh, you know, you said endpoints slash users, which one is the right one? So that, that is actually really smart. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, if you, if you realize that, you know, that, that was such a accurate comment. The point is that the API endpoints are the server side. This is what delivers, you know, the access to different different types of business objects. Those are, of course, important to monitor, to find vulnerabilities on. And of course, you have that view that, you know, the discovery of the APIs and all the vulnerabilities and so on. But the other perspective that is even more important, I would say, uh, is the user perspective. That's the clients that access these APIs. And you need to be able to see that API activity from both perspectives because one is not enough. So, you know, for, for example, for, for looking for, when you look for uh, risks on the APIs and, you know, when you want to see all the inventory of the APIs, you look at it from the API endpoint perspective. But if you want to look for abnormal behavior, you really need to look at, at it from the user perspective because, you know, abnormal behavior looks at a specific user over time and you know it can compare the normal behavior and abnormal behavior, and uh, you know by that it, it can actually really accurately detect you know that uh, that type of abuse. So both perspectives are actually super important, and this is something that we we really all you know focus on and differentiate on. Uh, so it's not just the, the the implementation side and the API endpoints, but also the user perspective of that. Okay, uh, and I, and I'm thinking about what you just said there, and I'm trying to actually kind of shift a little bit more towards what's happening today. And in the future, I know we're looking at the uh, the possibility in the future, like Web Web 3.0. Then we're looking at blockchain, and there's all kind of different other uh, variations or different type of solutions that we may see come into play uh, very soon here. Uh, but when I think about right now with uh, the threats that are actually happening, are you actually seeing more of the uh, the uh, threats and more of the uh, evil activities? Uh, coming towards like um, like attacking the APIs in this particular manner now is that is that where the trend is actually for hackers is going? Yes, and I'll, I'll explain why. First of all, by the way, I mean I think it's um, uh, it, you know today it's widely known that most attacks you know happen on on application environments and APIs. Mm-hmm. You know Gartner has you know some data on that and and so on, and I think it's it's self evident. But why is that? I mean, why, why do uh, attackers focus on, on that? Because it, in the end of the day, the question is about the attackers. Why would the attackers prefer this or that? The answer is that in, in every organization today, whenever they develop something new, uh, it's no longer a, a, you know, a server that uh, resides in a data center. It's always some kind of an API that typically resides in some kind of a cloud environment. It can be a variety of different like you know public cloud, private clouds, and so on. But that application environment is typically completely separate from the corporate environment. And that application environment is typically exposed to the outside by design because you need to you develop these APIs so that your customers or your partners can access the data. So from an attacker's perspective, there's no point in, in trying to get into the corporate network and, and kind of use the old ways uh, that, you know, that, that attackers used, let's say, 10 years ago. When all they want is is you know sensitive information that is actually available through the APIs. And typically, these APIs are documented, and 
all you need to do is find, you know, maybe steal the right token or uh, so, so the, the attackers shifted to uh, to types of attacks that are more directly equipped to, to achieve their goals. This is why they attack the APIs. Okay, that makes sense. So, Giorgio, I was just uh, thinking about this for a second, and I was wondering, we do a lot of pen testing for our clients. We do auditing. We actually go back out there. And, heck, we look at the, uh, the what they have in place right now, and even we look at their physical security in regards to uh, 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 control access, because security is everything but the business now. So if we actually run across a client right now, we've done the auditing, we've done the pen testing, we've actually created like the training manuals for the clients to say, hey, look, for best practices, we suggest that you guys follow these basic routines. But when it comes to APIs, we really don't do anything in regards to APIs and, and actually going back and making sure that that is fortified. How will we actually work together in that particular aspect so we can actually uh, work uh, work and help even build our clients' infrastructure, security infrastructure up even more? One thing that I noticed about pen testing, uh, especially web pen testing, um, is that um, pen testing typically covers you know uh, web applications that are kind of user facing. Mm-hmm. Whenever there uh, there are uh, other APIs that are uh, you know machine to machine or uh, or you know, microservice architecture. You know, the pen testing is is, is a very limited method uh, to dig deeper into that. So, so I think you know there are there are two maybe areas that uh, uh, that we can help. Uh, one is actually you know discovering all these APIs. I mean, when when you know that there are APIs, and um, and I think when it's self evident that you know that the organization has you know these assets, um, you know, doing the API discovery even even one time. Um, like a one-time survey and, and and you know creating the list of APIs is very meaningful because you know that from that in that on that point, you know you can uh, uh, you can start by having a more uh, comprehensive program, um, and then of course you know finding vulnerabilities and uh, uh, you know on the APIs is that you know is another part of that or or you know detecting uh, attacks and so on. So I think whenever the web applications are you know beyond just a, a simple monolithic web application. Uh, I think it's meaningful to uh, to do like a more comprehensive API discovery, especially if there are B two B assets and you know machine to machine interfaces and so on. Okay, and most of the business that I would say probably like ninety nine point nine percent of the businesses that we work with are B two B. Okay, yeah. Whenever you have like authenticated systems, these are typically the systems that are interesting. Um, I mean, there there are some systems out there that are not authenticated, like you know some e-commerce systems and so on. They're also very important. I'm, I'm not saying that they're not, but you know a lot of the threats on these systems are uh, you know can be can be mitigated by uh, off-the-shelf solutions. Um, but then when you start you know with with systems that are fully authenticated, typically your your existing stack bypasses you know all the security controls and just you know transfers that authenticated traffic. And uh, but you know that authenticated traffic is actually very risky because it has access to sensitive data and so on. So uh, find, you know creating that inventory, finding uh, risks and vulnerabilities, uh, and monitoring the, these environments, um, you know, is, is crucial. So so okay. yeah, that, that that's uh, that's an area that we we would love to to help in. Excellent. Okay, that's great information. So I know that everything is going to pretty much come out during that assessment, that discovery phase, and that's when we can take it from there. Got it. Okay. So this make this will be a, a really good thing we can work and partner together on. All right. Yeah. Thank you for that information here. Sounds good. Uh, and and um, you know, re- regardless of the recording, I, I think um, whenever you you identify that you know that people have these uh, these assets, I think um, 
I think it, it's typically synonymous with companies that develop their, you know, their own code. Whenever they develop their own code, it's typically APIs that expose that code. I mean, if it's if it's anything new that they develop today or any additions, typically those are APIs and, and services that are, you know, either internally focused or externally focused, but this is typically the case. Um, and, um, and I think, you know, whenever you identify that this exists, I, I think it's, it's typically meaningful. Uh, another tip, by the way, to finding areas that, that can benefit from API discovery, whenever they use API gateways, I mean, that's a question that, you know, simple question to ask. I mean, do you guys use an API gateway? If they say, yeah, I mean, we, we, we use Kong, we use APG, we use Nginx. Uh, I mean, there, there are different, you know, levels and, and flavors of, of these. Um, so, you know, these are typically, uh, you know, cases where uh, they, they already have APIs and they typically don't have good visibility because, you know, these API gateways are only to, to implement a policy, but they don't really provide you an inventory even. Okay. Well, that's good to know. So the gateway is agnostic. It doesn't matter which one it is. You have a solution that can be carved out for each one of them. Okay. So it's not cookie cutter. You know, if, if they already have a, a gateway or know about a gateway, mm-hmm. it means that they have the use case. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So we uh, we talked about the information in regards to discovery with the risk process that, hey, you guys actually do the audit at the beginning. And we talked a little bit about behavioral detection. We talked about the intrusion. And now we're talking a little bit more about where, why these guys actually do uh, what they do when they, they attack the APIs. What, what do you think that uh, the future is actually leading us? What, what do you see? And I, when I say future, I probably want to define that. I'm not talking about five years. That's way too long. Things change way too fast now, this industry, as, as, as we both know. Uh, I'm talking about maybe like the next uh, like uh, 18 months to the next couple of years. What, where, do you, where do you think that the future is actually directing us towards? We're seeing that you know people develop new APIs um, in a pace that we've never seen before. Like in a sense, let's say in the next 18 months, most companies, uh, you know, will develop more APIs than they ever developed before. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would have more interfaces, more products, more capabilities, business capabilities. I mean, the pace of today's market in every field, I mean, in financial services, in insurance, in uh, healthcare, you need to be very agile and and, uh, and create these new services. So the volume of, of new stuff is amazing. and um, And for that, you know, it needs new uh, new ways of of develop. I mean, new ways to develop software, and and uh, uh, you know, new ways to uh, to create you know that whole process of of uh, delivering products. Typically, those ways involve developing microservices. You know, heavily working in public cloud. You know, this naturally explains why public cloud is so important. It will continue to accelerate, and, and really creating business models where the focus is on on delivering services to the outside rather than, you know, building information systems that are internal. So, so this is, a, I, I think, you know, my, my prediction here is that, you know, we're only going to see an accelerated pace of innovation there in any type of, of business and more microservices, more, more interconnectivity, more uh, relationships between different parties. And all of that is fueled, you know, by more, more APIs. I mean, APIs are kind of the pipes, the, the connectivity uh, pattern that enables all of that. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So the last question I have for you, and I, I think you kind of like kind of summarize it a little bit there. Uh, what advice would you actually give for 
organizations out there right now. And I, I, it may change a little bit more on the enterprise to the uh, mid-market level, but it may not. It may be the, the same advice for everyone. What advice, Gior, would you actually give to uh, to uh, clients out there today? I think um, maybe for security teams, I, I think it's uh, it's super important to uh, to focus more on the product side. I mean, also known as product security or application security or, or API security. And the reason is as follows. I think, you know, you still need to protect the enterprise environment. Mm-hmm. And you know, implement all the, the common controls. But for that, I mean, it's pretty commoditized. You can get um, you know other companies, other uh, partners to help you with that. Your product is unique to you. You know, if you're a financial services company, whatever area you're, you're business in, that is unique to, to your company at the end of the day. And if you, as the security team, doesn't focus on that, um, you know, over time you you lose your rele- relevance. I mean, in the end of the day, this is what where things happen. This is where attackers are focused. Uh, so, so I think it's actually, I mean, even though, you know, some of these areas are new and, you know, sometimes there's no hard requirement. In the end of the day, these areas are, are most directly related to, you know, revenue or loss um, and therefore can mostly, can most benefit from your focus. So, so I think that that's, a, that's an advice for every CISO, but also for every practitioner, because in the end of the day, this is where, where the security is expanding. That's the way that I see a lot of security organizations today. That's, that's excellent insight there, and I and I 100% agree with what you're saying there. And uh, I really want to thank you for your time here. This is some really great information. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, today we've been speaking with Gior Engel, the found co-founder and CEO of NeoSec. Uh, so, we want to thank you for your time here. I think you uh, have given our audience uh, a different insight, uh, something a little bit different in regards to security. Uh, especially when we're talking about APIs and how they can protect their businesses and protect their investments and um, and protect their clients. So thank you again for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from your host, connect with Maurice on LinkedIn at Maurice Hamilton. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.